November 27, 2023, we're in Masechet, Bava Kamandaf, If you count from the top of the Amud down, 17 lines down, two words before the end of the line. This morning's class and classes throughout the week are donated in loving memory of Sal Batesh Alaf HaShalom, Shaul Ben Sarah by the Batesh family. If you recall, the Gemara is in the midst of dealing with those final words of the Mishnah. The Mishnah described how Hasad Hashavishabahin, how there's a common denominator with regards to the Arba'a Avot Nezikin, the four primary categories of damages. And uh, the Gemara, uh, excuse me, the Mishnah delineated what the Tzad Hashaveh is, what the common denominator is, which in turn invites us, the Gemara understands, to introduce and to understand that's inclusive of other cases find a new case and determine based on the coordinates, based on the clues that you have, that this too would be obligated to compensate in a place of damage. So the Gemara is questioning, that's the question at the two lines from the top, where the Gemara asks, what's that coming to include? So we had one approach in the Gemara, the first approach in the Gemara, which took us some time, some 12 or 15 lines or so, to determine was in a circumstance where a person left something of their possession, avno, sakino, masao, some damaging possession, at the top of the roof, and a ruach metsuya, common wind came, blew it down, it's batar it's now landing on, landed on the ground, not moving any longer, and something gets damaged on that. That's what we dealt with until now. We began on Friday the next suggested case. I repeat, the purpose of ex- suggesting this case is to say, if you carefully analyze the avot nezikin, you'll be able to determine that this case as well is liable for full damage compensation in a case of nezik. Says the Gemara, Rava Amar Le'atuyeh, it's inclusive, those final words, Hatsad Hashaveh, of the following case, Bor Hamit Galgel Beragle Adam Uberagle Behema. It's a case where a pit is rolling by means of the feet of people or animals. Now that sounds crazy. Pits don't roll. What type of case am I dealing with? Rashi, as we read on the right hand side, says, Kigon, for example, not an actual pit, but a derivative of pit using our imagination, understanding that a pit doesn't mean only something that was dug into the ground, but it means something that ultimately speaking is stationary, generally speaking, and brings forth damage. For example, the cases where a person left a rock, a stone in a public area, when it's in its place, it didn't and wouldn't damage. But the feet of others, of people, of animals, pushed it from the place where you left it to another place, which is more common for it to damage a person. And it did damage there. In that circumstance, the suggestion of Ravah and our Gemara, that would be Hayav, it would be an obligation on the initial, on the only owner of that rock who placed it again in more of a safe space, but it got pushed into a more dangerous space it's my responsibility who left it in the initial place to pay for it. Now the Gemara will have to question, what's the case again? Did I keep ownership of it? Did I not? Go ahead. You compare this to like a, you put a snap of this snap bottom on your curb. Yeah. And it goes into the street and then it's Yeah, not, not only can you, um, it'll take, oh, I'll, I'll do it from now, even though we're not, you know, we're not even ankle deep in this. But the question, one of the questions that was raised in this context to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach, I don't have the book for what I'm about to read, I have the book for something else. 
a more famous case, uh, he was asked about the following situation. Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach, a rabbi who lived in Yerushalayim, passed away in 1995, one of the great Ashkenazic poskim of the last generation. So it says over here, Od nish al Rabbeinu zatzal al devar mechaleha ashpah ha-gedolim shenimsaim berachov ha-ir. Especially in, uh, in Jerusalem, maybe throughout Israel, they have those big uh, trash receptacles outside. You take your garbage bags and you throw them into it. And it's fully loaded up. We could say in our garbage cans, it's not. It's 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 just smaller, but it's full. You have it's your recycling garbage can, and you put four garbage bags into it. And now another person walks by, or you place on top of it uh, another bag of garbage, but it was already up to the top. There are glass bottles in it. And then when the garbage collector comes, he pulls the bags out. Since there are so many in it, uh, well, one falls out, one bag falls out, one bottle falls out, and it breaks. And in turn, the glass which fell onto the floor now damages people, damages tires of, of, of cars. In such a circumstance, the question is, when I placed that glass uh, item into this garbage can, well, it was out of the way of danger. It might be a but it's not going to damage in the place that it's in. It's in the garbage receptacle, it's in the garbage can. Now that it was taken out and fell out by the garbage collector, well that's a bor galgel It was effectively pushed along into a place where it now can and will damage by a human being, not from the place where I initially left it, writes Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach in response, very simply, You'd be absolutely obligated in such a circumstance. That's right. What's that? You're responsible. The fact that... The higher one, if you were... I'm not certain why, because you'd say it's onus in such a situation, you have no reason to believe that it's going to happen. That's possible. In such a circumstance, it would be like a ruach she'ena mitzuyah. Understood. In other words, the, the only circumstance that, as we're suggesting, it makes sense, and we'll, we'll, write, we'll understand it in light of Tosafot as well, it's only when I left it in a place where it makes sense that I could have and would have noticed that someone is going to kick it along into a public area. If I place it at the bottom of the garbage uh, pail, a garbage receptacle wasn't at the top, as the question was being asked, well, then it shouldn't be on my mind that it's going to go somewhere else. I mean, someone pulled it out of there and messed it up. It's not, it's not on my head. But yeah, if it's in a place where it stands to reason, not that it's per se always going to happen, but it will happen, that it gets moved along and in turn damages, you'll be liable. That is bor hamit galgel You see, what the Gemara doesn't ask over here is what it asked earlier. Now, responsibility, our assumption is the owner of the item. 
But the interesting thing is the Gemara doesn't ask, which it did earlier and it does later on as well. Remember when you left your item at the top of the roof. The Gemara questioned, when did it damage? Did it damage on its way down or did it damage when it fell to the ground? Remember that? How come the Gemara doesn't do that over here? The Gemara's next line are not. The Gemara's next line is, well, was it ownerless or did you keep ownership? It doesn't question, did it now damage as the person or animal kicked it? Or alternatively, did it damage when it rested? Did it damage as the garbage collector dropped it out? It's his power, so to speak. Or was it only after it fell to the ground and a car came and, ro- and drove over it? The Gemara doesn't question that. It's interesting, the Gemara. Rashi, on the right-hand side, the Rashi we were just reading from, you see what Rashi will sometimes do, as Tosafot will as well, is they're dealing not with the type of text of a Gemara that we have in front of us, which has been printed over the course of hundreds of years. They're, to a certain extent, dealing with texts and versions of the Gemara which are still coming to formation. Not that they don't have a text that everyone's using. They do, but it's still a little bit more fluid than it is for us today. So from time to time, Rashi will tell you, this is what some people have in their book and I don't have it. This is what some people have. I think you need to change it this way. Over here, Rashi, right after Bor Hamit Galgel, there's a few more lines. Rashi writes, Right, you see those words? If at the time that it's moving it damages, logaras, Rashi tells us, don't bigores, literally don't learn those words. Those are not in the Gemara. Instead, skip over those words. If those words are in your Gemara, put a line over them, white out them. Read the next words as, which is the way our Gemara reads. It means that Rashi was noticing and realizing, opening our eyes to the fact that there is some other version here in the Gemara. And it does question the issue that I just raised. And that is, is it in the moment of movement that it damages? Or is it after it rested? Again, he didn't explain to us why it's taken out. But that's an interesting next step in terms of dealing with our Gemara. The case of, again, Bor Hamit Galgel, the moving, um, the, uh, what's it called, the rolling pit, as it were. Tosafot on the left-hand side opens up this issue and in turn opens up a larger uh, you know, perspective on this sort of matter. Says Tosafot, it's the third one, it's a large one, La'atuye bor galgel. You see those words in Tosafot, the left-hand side? It says, Bechol ha-sefarim, katub. In all of the books, in other words, unlike Rashi, says Tosafot, I don't know, Rashi took it out, very nice, it makes the Gemara easier, but in all of our books, all the versions, which are somewhat fluid, but in all the versions we have, it says, Oh, Rashid didn't tell us those are the next potential words. You see, the Gemara, in a different version, which Tosafot presents for us, says the following. If, when I were to leave the item out on my curb, and someone comes and kicks it on, and it then damages, while it's being kicked, the Gemara deflects and says, no, that can't be the case we're talking about. That's not the case of Rava, because then, what does koach mean? Koach means the strength. It means that according to that version of the Gemara, the person who kicked it is going to be liable. Jesse asked who's going to be liable according to that version, not the initial owner. That's not really our issue. Our issue is the owner of the pit. When is he liable? According to this version, when the person kicked it, it becomes his force and power. And so to speak, the uh, garbage collector would be liable if in the moment of falling it damages. 
what type of case would that be? I mean, it's not the case of Rabbi Shlomo Arbach. Maybe something along the lines, he pulls the garbage can, the garbage bag out, there is some glass on it, he doesn't pay attention to it, and it falls onto a windshield. It's through the force of the movement, according to this version of the Gemara, kohohu. That's on the person who moved it, and that has nothing really to do with our Gemara. Why did Rashi take that out? It's a very nice line, makes a lot of sense. So says Tosafot, I'll tell you why. Upiresha kuntres, kuntres is a reference to Rashi. Kuntres really means a notebook. Until today, until today when people, when young men uh, or older men publish you know, small pamphlets of Divre Torah, they call it a kuntres. It's becoming more prevalent in the community at weddings. You go to a wedding and the young Hatan published a, a kuntres. It's a little pamphlet of divre Torah. That's, Rashi is the first one to really be known as the kuntres. Kuntres is the notebook. Rashi in his commentary to the Torah, he quotes from a mahberet, also from a notebook, uh, from Menachem ben Sarok. It's an other notebook. I, mean, I guess it's, uh, you know, we don't, we don't look very highly at people who write notebooks. We want books. But anyway, Rashi was known as the kuntres, as the adjoint joining notebook to the Gemara, Upiresha Kuntres de Lagarisle, Vitaaman, the reason provides Tosafot for I Rashi must have taken it out, is Mishum Damrinan the Kaman Bahamaniah in their country Bene Adam Litwonemba Dirachim, Ubaal Hatakala Name in the Hayevo, Mitaam Adam Hamazik. The suggestion of Tosafot for Rashi, the reason to not have those words in the Gemara, that if when you're walking you kicked the item which someone left, you're not liable, I'll tell you why. Because the Gemara says it's irregular, it's not expected of human beings when they walk on the street to be mitbonen, to be carefully looking and scanning the floor. And as a result, it's not my liability. The fact that I kicked that thing while I was walking outside, that's not going to be on me. That's why Rashi erases those words from the Gemara, because he feels it doesn't jive, it doesn't work with the Gemara later on on Daf Kavzayim. The Gemara seems to make clear it does, and Tosafot will, yeah, that's right. no pun intended, right. Tosafot will continue kicking along this issue as we are developing it. But again, the statement, I don't even think he meant it. I'm just, uh, I'm helping him with the, uh, it's good to have you back, Eli. Um, so anyway, so the, 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 the Gemara, since the Gemara says it's not normal for people, and it's not expected of people to be mitbonim baderachim, to look as they're walking in a full sensitive eye fashion, as a result, we're not going to make the person who kicked it liable. But Tosafot says, those are very important words. Tosafot says, according to this version, according to Rashi, they believe, if, I'm still coming full circle on this matter before we see Tosafot's actual opinion, according to Rashi, even though he didn't write this, which is a question, why not? If the garbage collector, so to speak, drops the item and it breaks, it's not on the garbage collector. Well, it's a bad example because over there he is supposed to look where he's going. But if, if you left your Snapple bottle on the street, right, or you left it on the sidewalk in a place where you can't and shouldn't assume that someone, and then someone comes by and kicks it, now, you don't hold the person who kicked it, kicked it liable. Why is he not liable? Who will be liable? Me. Why am I liable? It damaged as it went. Ish. It's going to be like fire. It's interesting Rashi doesn't have that. That's What's why he doesn't claim it. Because it's not going to be a blanket case where the guy's going to have responsibility. Because it is the garbage collector. It's going to be the garbage collector's fault. Because mm -mm. he must have to watch for those things. Mm -mm. No. Ish is going to be on the owner. That's the kohachir. It's what the person's force. It's not such a blanket case. 
Right. Also has to watch it as opposed to the guy walking the street. Right, which is an interesting question. Words, what what Jared's saying is, whereas when I have ish, when I have fight, I'm just pointing out, it just makes it more complicated. It doesn't mean that's why you're racist. It just means, and this is a debate, this is a discussion amongst the Rishonim, in such a type of circumstance, do you have partial liability? Okay, regardless, the statement of Tosafot for Rashi, which Rashi negates, and there's a large conversation, a long spanning, just like every other word in the Gemara, right, conversation about these sorts of matters, it's Tosafot says that would be ish. Now, Tosafot is going to turn right back and say, no, 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 it's the responsibility of the person who kicked it. But the statement of Tosafot there, that in such a circumstance you might and probably should consider it ish, oh, that's, that's very significant because that means if I find a case where, not out on the street, I found something which in its current place isn't damaging, but through being moved to another case now does damage, Tosafot's suggestion, and there's no good reason per se under a normal circumstance to suggest that Rashid disagrees, that would be a hayuv of ish. It's in that famous case that Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach was actually asked. We have the letter reproduced here in the book, Minhat Shilomo, which are his notes to Masechet Bavakama. The following, uh, wouldn't really, maybe, maybe still in Yerushalayim would happen case. Um, someone walked into a makolet, into a minimart in Sha'ar Chesed, which is where Rabbi Arbach used to live. And they thought they were buying sugar, and instead they were getting salt. They got the same measurement and the same type of bag, didn't notice, and then put it into all the foods that they were planning on making. If it was sugar and they got salt, they put it into all their cakes, or if it was salt and they got sugar, they put it into all their fish and meat or whatever it is. Ultimately speaking, they serve the food and the food is terrible, not inedible, and completely damaged. It means the person's time was wasted. It means the gas was wasted. It means the food is destroyed. Is there a liability on the person who gave the salt instead of the sugar, the sugar instead of the salt? Effectively, in this moment, as it's in the bag, leaving the store, well, it's a borha mitgalgel. It's not damaging in place. It's only when the cook, the baker, the chef, mixes it into the other item that it becomes now a damaging force. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach, in a larger, obviously, more complicated conversation, but for our purposes, in this context, says, I believe this would be a case of ish. This would be a borha mitgalgel hahayav mishum ish. It says it's possible in this circumstance, Okay, that's what he's dealing with within Rashi. He, he writes in the The owner of the makolet, the owner of the, uh, the mini-mart, would be obligated. Because this matter rolled along by women who are distracted, didn't stop, so to speak, and taste it. They could have, but they didn't. They in turn made loss those items. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. So it's a different principle. Well, quite the opposite. The argument. Oh, what, the, 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 person, the salesman is obligated in such a circumstance. Right. Well, Alan, by extension, I'll say to you, then you should have looked when you were on the street. 
Well, we're dealing with a case where I'm distracted. I kicked the item because I was distracted. I didn't taste it because I was distracted. I disagree that if I kick it, there's got to be some responsibility. If it's in the same place, and you kick it in the I hear you. So when we get to Daf Kafzayin, you when we get to Daf Kafzayin, you rip the page out. All right, that's uh, we'll we'll make clear. And Alan disagrees. If it's not in a dangerous place, give it a second. Tosafot will agree with you, ultimately speaking, in their interpretation. <laughs> anyway, so in short, in short, back to the Tosafot. The issue at hand goes as follows. The question is, we went a little off the page, but significantly, uh, for good reason in my opinion, right? So the case is, I'm dealing with a circumstance where I left something there. Everyone's right, as, as you know. Uh, I, I like that we got Rashi versus Tosafot in front of us here. But anyway, so the circumstance is the item was left out and someone kicked it. Now, as it's moving, right, as it was being mixed in, as a, it, that's when it damaged. So that's the question of, of, of on the side of our Gemara, that, that was not on the page of the Gemara. Rashi says, leave it out of the Gemara. Why do you leave it out of the Gemara? Because Rashi's understanding, according to Tosafot, that's not the koach of the person who, cooked it, or who kicked it, because you're not going to hold them liable. Tosafot, like Alan says, one second, there was something in the street. You're a garbage collector, you got to look. You got to notice that you dropped that. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing it to the garbage collector where it fell onto the windshield immediately, not that it fell to the ground afterwards. Right? That's the case that we have. Says Tosafot, even though the Gemara says, translated as it's not normal, typical, or expected of people to be looking while they're going on the street, uh, Tosafot nonetheless says the following, Ve'en lemohakov. So, so I want to defend the version of the Gemara that we have. Don't delete those words. The Gemara does say it's not normal and expected of a person to be fully cognizant and careful as they're walking. All right. But we can distinguish. To walk carefully is one thing. To kick an item and to damage... To, uh, in the case where potentially I didn't taste the salt or the sugar, it's not really the same case, but in, in this respect, but maybe in that circumstance, there you're expected. Not expected to be careful in every respect. That you kicked an item and now it's in a dangerous place, that's where you would be liable. And for that reason, put the words in the Gemara, keep them in there. Kohohu. It would be considered the liability, the responsibility of the person who kicked it. And the person who kicked it would be responsible for all. Aha. Uh-huh. You have notes or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tosafot goes on not to talk about a child, but by extension, it's the same for a child. I missed you. I missed making those jokes. But by extension, whether a child or a lehavdil, but Tosafot goes on to talk about a dog, for example. They have a Gemara later on, Dafkaf Gimal, where it seems a little bit different. The Gemara seems to, well, in some way exempt, and Tosafot argues that maybe it's different between when I'm dealing with a human being or an animal. Maybe an animal is not going to be considered, so to speak, 
the responsibility of the person who kicks it. All right, there's important conversations to be had about that. By extension, you talk about a child as well. All right, but in our Gemara, then, to try to read more than a line for today, the our Gemara, Rava's suggestion is that the Hasad HaShaveh, mentioned in the Mishnah, is coming it's coming to include Habor HaMit Galgil. Uh, let's now see what the Gemara says about this and try to develop this. We have one or two more issues uh, on this matter in the Gemara. So again, about 17 lines from the top, two words before the end of the line, says the Gemara, Rava Amar Le'atuye Bor Hamit Galgil. The case that our Mishnah was alluding to or opening the gates for our interpretation to say this case would also be obligated is Bor Hamit Galgil, the, uh, the, the, the rolling pit, so to speak. Beragle Adam Bragle What's the case? So again, leave out the words of Rashi, include the words of Rashi in the old version of the Gemara. That's our conversation. But now, if you made the item, the stone that you left in front of your house, hefkeh, I said it's ownerless at this point. And then we know the halacha. Ben ben In such a circumstance, it's immediately considered bor. The fact that I deemed it ownerless, that is the definition of bor. It can't be that that's what you're talking about because you told me we need to be clever over here. You told me the final words of the Mishnah are coming to include a case that wasn't explicitly one of those first four. Bor, the definition of bor, both according to Rav and Shemuel. We're going to learn about them later on, but we, we've become very well acquainted with them already. A case where you left an item, Bereshut Rabim, and you deemed it ownerless is defined as bor. You don't need to be creative. There's no distinguishing factor. By definition, when you dig a pit out in a public thoroughfare, the tehilat asiato, its initial making was lenezek in order to or prone to damage. So too, when you leave an item out in a public thoroughfare and you deem it ownerless, that's exactly. Exactly the same case. Of course, you're going to be Hayab Ela. Rather, the case perhaps is the law of Kirinu. Maybe you didn't designate this stone, this rock. It's a very precious, important one to me. I'm not just giving up ownership just like that. I left it out in a public place, but I was coming back to it. And then it got kicked along. And the Gemara says you still have the same issue because according to Shimuel and Rav's opinion, as we discussed, Tosafot and Gimal deals with as well as maybe answering this question. But at the very least, according to Shimuel, that's still considered the case I gave you on Friday. If I leave my suitcase out in uh, LaGuardia uh, Airport and someone comes and trips over it, according to Shemuel, whether I deemed it ownerless or not, that's bor. That's bor be'erushut tarabim mamash. In such a circumstance, that's really what I'm dealing with over here. So the fact that someone kicked it along, ultimately speaking, the fact that I left it out in a public area, bor, that's it. I don't care if you made it ownerless or not, it should be considered bor, says the Gemara le'olam de'afkirin, huh? the case must be that I deemed it ownerless, or well, if I deemed it ownerless, again, that's bor, it's not really a bor case. Why is it not a bor case? Why would you distinguish and say bor is more severe than this case? Bor, I dug something, okay. Here I left something. The difference being quite simple. If you recall, we had something similar in the last in the last case in the Gemara. The first case of the Gemara. Remember the first case? I left the items at the top of the roof. You said, oh, it's exactly bor. No, over there. I left it at the top of the roof. It's true. It's going to fall. Over here, my actions in the ultimate sense did not bring the damage. They started it, 
I left it out in a public area, but nobody would have been heard if you hadn't come along and kicked it. If your dog wouldn't have come along and kicked it, kicked it. in the place where I left it, when it was in the garbage receptacle, when it was in the garbage can, nobody was getting hurt. It's only the fact that you moved, oh, that's a hidushna. Oh, so then who said it is? I am hayav. Maybe I'm not hayav. Again, the case is I left the item out in a public area. I'm deemed it ownerless, bored. No, not bored, because it didn't damage where it was. It got kicked along and then damaged. Oh, then you're like, why am I liable? That's not bored. Bored. My action caused the damage. Over here, something else. Malik says the Gemara, I'll tell you how we can prove this one. We'll compare it, we'll do a dual, a, a double pronged attack on this in order to determine this. That's again what we call a binyana mishnekitubim. On the one hand, it's like bor, it's ownerless in a public area and damaging. On the other hand, it's not entirely my actions. Do I know a case where not entirely my actions, but I'm, oh, sure, sure, so I'll compare it instead and I'll say, it's like when your animal damages. So you can't really compare it to an animal. I'll tell you why you can't compare it to an animal. An animal moves. This item isn't movable. I mean, it does move, but it doesn't move on its own. We'll kick it back to effectively what the Gemara then has brought forth for us excuse me, Rava has is a case of what we call a binyana of Mishnei we took Bor and Shor we put the two right next to one another and we said I think if we look at the character traits of the two of these together and notice them as indicating what you're liable and responsible to compensate when you cause damage for oh, then I could determine that a Bor Hamit Galgil each one independent I would say no, bor is more severe. This one's more severe. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. The two of them together renders a case of bor hamitgalgel binagle adam bragle behema being obligated to compensate. There is one lingering issue over here, maybe among others, but one that I'd like to quickly address, and that is. What is the definition of shor? We might recall this from Dafdale. There was a dispute about shor. It's dependent on the definition of mab'ed. I'm getting too much. But ultimately speaking, one opinion maintained that shor in our Mishnah was defined as regel. Remember that? Regel meaning trampling. When the Gemara then says that shor plus bor brings me to a case of bor hamitgalgel, we're talking about regel trampling plus bor and envisioning them logically together will teach me about this case. There's a, there's a partial difficulty on that because Regel, the Pasuk says, and we've mentioned this halacha more than once, it says, Biste Aher. The only time you're obligated with regards to Regel to compensate after causing damage is when my animal, animal tramples on your land. If my animal tramples in Rishut Arabim, I'm not liable. If I'm not liable, so then maybe in this case, not really going to work out. It's bor hamitgalgel bragle adam bragle behemah. But what if it's in Rishut Rabim? You're going to tell me that I'm liable, but you're learning it from Regil. Regil is not liable in a public area. That's the question. Shitami Kuberte quotes from the Gilion. There are several answers suggested. Number one, maybe not. Maybe in our case, back to the garbage collectors, maybe you're only liable when it's in a private land. The, the animal kicked it, the person kicked it into a private property, and then the person got hurt. Maybe then and only then would I be liable. Alternatively, uh, maybe, a little complicated over here. Well, surely then it would be the kicker, right? No. Because he kicked it into the... Doesn't matter. It was my item initially. But it was my initial, item initially. That's right, right? 
Alan doesn't like such a Sivara. He, he, he ripped out Daf Kavzai and you forgot. He doesn't know what you're talking about. Um, alternatively, uh, the Gilion, a little complicated, enters into this as well. He says, it's not really sure, it's Ish. Remember, Ish, Ish is something which damages on the move. Maybe it's really Ish plus board in our Gemara. The difficulty, of course, is our Gemara never said those words. Lastly, and this brings us to a conversation we had for several minutes on Friday, Rosh, consistent to his opinion, but not in his Pesachim, he wrote another essay called Tosafota Rosh. He says, I would say to you, you forgot what I told you? I told you that each of these things that are going on over here are at their core Bore. This is bore. This is a pit. You have a difficulty that, well, it's not exactly a pit. You want to know why? Because excuse me, Masab Garmulo wasn't your action which caused it. Okay, so we included Shor on the side. Right? In other words, the question is anytime I'm dealing with these types of issues, am I dealing with it as primarily bore? Was the last case as well when the items were left at the top of the roof and they fell down? Was that bore? plus something else on the side, just in order to tell you that it could be liable as bor, or is it bor plus, and the other item is very significant. Do you understand what I'm saying? In it other makes words, sense because the bor is really the only thing that's an actual danger item. The short is still my short. Indeed. Indeed. It's, 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 you know, yeah. it's also something that doesn't really move. At its core, this is bor. That's right. The sevara, the logic is very much in line with rosh, as Jared's making clear, we're talking about bor, and we just had to explain, don't say it's not going to be fully obligated because bor isn't exactly this. That's what we supplemented with something else. But ultimately speaking, that's why you'd be obligated. Because bor only damages property, or if it's more than 10 or something. Right. So, no, I mean, don't go that far. Bor is only hayav when it, when it damages shor uh, hamor animals as opposed to items. Bor, according to the Bihuda, is people as well as out. So as a result, Rosh, 100%, according to Rosh, you would not be liable for those like, sorts of things. Like a like booby trap or something like that, where they call this, like, if somebody trips into, if somebody sets something up in a public domain and you trip on it, and but that's saying yeah, that would be born, sure. Public, you're mafkir, you never kept ownership, you damaged something as a result, you'd be hayav as born. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's, that's what we arrived at here in the Gemara. I'm just starting the first, no, we're not starting the next line. We'll call it here. So again, what the Gemara do for us? It brought us the second approach as to Hasat HaShavel, Atuyemai. The answer was, Bora mitkalgel, Bereshut Arabim, Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen, Be'chalem, Mushamad, Asak,